once knew these two guys. Each, in their own way, had had it all. And blew it. Left with broken brains and battered bravery, having to find parts of themselves they had seen in film and cinema. But who were they anymore? If they were going to do this, it needed to be the most thorough search for identity ever undertaken. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast with your hosts, Ben Groves and Rob McFarland. This episode contains spoilers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And uh, my name is Rob McFarlane. Welcome to the show. Welcome. We're two best friends uh, with awful mental health. Uh, examine movies instead of themselves for a change. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a kind of part movie analysis, part self-analysis. All fun. It's all fun. All fun, all avoidism. Avoidism? All avoidance. Avoidism. Avoidance. I know I'm avoidance, but we'll go with avoidism. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the context of avoidism, we're going to talk about a film. <laughs> but before we do, before we get into what we're doing, yes, it is a mental health check-in for us, bud. So how are you doing? How are you doing, Ben? Uh, buddy, I am deceased. <laughs> right, <laughs> I okay. Am fucking dead. How come? I'm just fucked, man. I mean, I've done... Last couple of days, I've been working... Uh, with my partner's brother, mm-hmm. moving warehouses. Okay, he he's like a, a, a motorbike guy who you know strips motorbikes, has fucking thousands of parts for every motorbike you can imagine. Right. Okay. And um, we moved all of them. Right. Every last fucking nut and bolt. Yeah. Into a new unit. Ah. Oh. one van. Oh, so Ben's a bit tired because he did a bit of work. No, Rob. Ben's deceased. Because he did right. minimal work. Thank you. <laughs> Dare you try and overplay this? <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, I tried to do. Have you heard of the Death Nut Challenge? No, of course I haven't heard of the Death Nut Challenge. Okay. I have a job. Okay. <laughs> I pay taxes, okay? Get your nuts away from me. So the Death Nut Challenge is like five packets of peanuts that increasingly get hotter and hotter and hotter. Oh, okay. And you have to eat the entire packet of the first one. And mm. the first one starts out at Carolina Reaper, right? Mm. So it's, it's not okay. It's not like, a, okay. here's a habanero or here's a jalapeno. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Carolina Reaper, then death just for the next four. Okay. So I sat down the other day and was like, you know, fucking give it a wing. Why not? I'm an, ad- I'm an adult, man. I'll try a nut challenge. Yeah, I want to punish my this butt. This is what I want to spend my time doing. <laughs> fuck you it was new year's eve and I've, I've had the box of them down here on my shelf right yeah for about two years right now the problem with this is rob is i didn't realize that okay peanuts go out of date mm, yeah they do they go rancid the oils in them turn yeah i didn't realize this so uh mouthful of the mm-hmm. first bag just uh, mm. i don't know how to explain the texture of these peanuts they were jelly yeah like chewy it was like mm. It was a it was aggressive chewing gum is the best way that I can describe it because it was insanely hot. Um, three chews and my mouth was empty and I was like, "That's not peanuts." Okay. How about you, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how's adult life for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, skipping over my life because it still doesn't bear repeating. I would like to introduce a new member of the podcast this week. Please do. 
this. Who? <laughs> well, this. If I if if my friend Ben has done the editing correctly, mm-hmm. this is Mousy from the Every Mousy Ever podcast. And you may say, "Who the fuck is Mousy?" Well, he's our new mascot, mate. Okay. Because I know he looks a lot like Mickey Mouse, and I know you might say this is Steamboat Willie from 1929. Right. But uh, Disney lost the copyright on this chap, so I thought we'd snap him right up. He's done good work for them. Hold on, can we actually do this? Because I, I have to... This, none of this was discussed beforehand. Google it, man. Steamboat Willie... Isn't Steamboat Willie from... Saving Private Ryan. Saving, Saving Private, Private Ryan. Ryan. That's there's the one. A, no, there's a German who, uh, who mentioned Steamboat Willie. Oh, okay. Before being brutally murdered. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. So it's lapsed <laughs> yeah, in yeah, copyright, yeah. and there's yeah, yeah. horror movies, slashers, and all tons of shit in the works already. Oh, yeah, mate, mate, mate. It lapsed two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah, why sound. I got to get in there quick. Yeah. Say hi to Mousy, everyone. Hey, Mousy. There we go. Yeah. Um, nice. We've we've all we've done so far, Ben. We've burned seven minutes talking about stale peanuts and copyright. I burned uh, my what, body what? on the inside <laughs> with jellified peanuts. So the least you can do is hear me out on it. <laughs> okay, fine. But what are we doing this week, bud? This week, buddy, we are starting a brand new series on S. Craig Zala. Yes, sir. Okay. That's a name I've never heard except for this. Mm, interesting. Because right. I also <laughs> had that exact Haven't reaction. I've seen these films. <laughs> I also <laughs> I just picked randomly. <laughs> Dude, absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. Right. You, Bone Tomahawk's been around since 2015. It's been suggested right. on various streaming platforms throughout mm-hmm. those years. And I've always been sort of like, Kurt Russell yeah, in a Western. Westerns. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It looks yeah. fine. And I've heard great things about it. And I'm like, it's Kurt Russell in a Western. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, Westerns are cool, but I kind of have to be in a mood for it. Uh, and then my recent hyperfocus, my yeah, recent autistic some, hyperfocus yeah. has been exploitation films. And Craig Zahler's name has come up time and time and time again for his three movies, only right. three, Bone okay. Tomahawk, Ball yeah. in Cell Block 99, and Dragged Across Concrete for being okay. insanely brutal. And I was like, how bad can they be? <laughs> and I watched Bone Tomahawk and immediately phoned you and was like, hey, so I've got the next series. Um, <laughs> it's this guy that I've known about for so long. <laughs> you won't know him. <laughs> so this came out in 2015, you were saying? Yes, sir. 2015. Right, okay. Um, the budget for this, Rob, was $1.8 million. Yes, I know. What? I'm going to say that again because it's fucking insane that this only cost $1.8 million. Right. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Patrick Wilson. Yeah. The guy who plays Chicory was named... David Arquette and Richard Jenkins. Sid Haig. Richard Jenkins, that's the guy. I can never remember that guy's name. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why. But everyone... There's so many fucking people in this. It's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. They the fact that they didn't cost one point eight million alone makes me doubt what Craig's like. Has Craig Zala hacked Kurt Russell and been like, "If you don't want this footage on the internet, you're going to be in my film." <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, send it in, buddy. Get in touch with us at everybodyeveruk@gmail.com if you have the footage that Kurt Russell doesn't want us to see. Yeah, because we want him just somewhere on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, next to Mousy. I'll next I'll to put Mousy. a PNG here. <laughs> How much do you think this film made, Rob? Uh, okay, well, it cost 1.8 million. Yes, so and I'm you've seen this say, film, right? So you know I've the, the caliber that we're yeah, dealing yeah. with here. Yeah, it's an incredibly well-made film. Yeah. How much do you think it cast? made? 
I'm going to say at least twelve pounds. That's not, but probably incorrect. right, but probably more in the ballpark of, I don't know, twenty five mil. That's kind of that's that's pretty good, man. That's, uh, that's is pretty, it actually because I genuinely pretty didn't fucking close. That. So this made four hundred and seventy six thousand dollars worldwide. Oh, <laughs> I smashed it. You were so close, mate. You were a bee's dick I away from that one. I knew I was right with a at least bee's 12. dick away. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were closer with twelve pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't that much further away, percentage terms. Yeah, but how the fuck did this not even make half a mil? Make half a mil. It made fucking. It didn't make any. It made four hundred and seventy-six thousand dollars. That's it. Not even half a mil. That's um, okay. mental to me. When did it? Like, w- what week did it? Because if it came out the same week as Avatar, like no one's seeing this. If it came out the same week as Avatar, yeah, the only I thing I can think is that like David Bowie's Ghost released a new album that day mm. only in cinemas, and they were because it's a great, well-made film with a great, like, well-acted cast. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it's slightly crazy. controversial in places. I know that not everyone loves this film. We will get but into that. It, it's perceived as problematic by some, which is fine. Totally okay. Yeah. Totally okay. Do you think you've got the energy to get into this movie? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I'm struggling to stay on the rail. Right. Just okay. for the intro. Like, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> We've gone from a normal five minute thing. This is like, what? Yeah, yeah. Minute. 16? Yeah, 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 yeah. Apologies. I'm sorry. I'm having a breakdown. So, I mean, that's actually quite a nice bit of synchronicity. How so, buddy? Because we're about to break down this film. Oh, and yeah. for those members of the audience... <laughs> I, can, I can see it on the screen. I got yeah, you. yeah, yeah. I'm with you, man. For the, I'm, yeah. Probably where you got the word from. Probably you were like, you probably saw it and then subconsciously just went, I'm having one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> for those listeners who may be new to our show, we're about to just very briefly go through what happens in the plot of this film. So you know what the fuck we're talking about later. Mm-hmm. If you are planning to see this film and haven't yet, now would be a good time to pause and come back to us better informed. Um, if you're not planning to see it or you've seen it before and can't really remember what happened, stick around and we'll uh, we'll refresh your memories. Mm-hmm. The film opens with David Arquette and Sid Haig as two thieves walking through the wilds of the Western American frontier. Uh, they get into a bit of a scrap with some what we think are Native Americans at a burial site kind of thing yeah uh sid Haig gets absolutely shit mixed as he always does in almost every film but david arquette <laughs> escapes because after all there is an entire documentary explaining how you cannot kill david arquette we cut to the sleepy frontier town of bright hope where david arquette buries his ill-gotten loot and attempts to buy a drink before being rudely interrupted by the local sheriff franklin hunt more like Franklin Cunt, am I right? Just let me get a drink in this fucking dry town, buddy. Okay, I, think, I, think we're, I think we're past the hard C point of the show. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> we're 39 minutes in because of how derailing I was in the intro. All right, we're fine. <laughs> Interrupted by the local sheriff, Franklin Hunt, played by Kurt Russell. Mm, Kurt Russell, sporting a moustache, commonly known as the Buggerers Grips. <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy that. <laughs> Just large sideburns that you could perhaps grab somebody by the face from behind. The fact you that know? you say perhaps in front of that makes it the cutest sentence you've ever said. Perhaps you could grab it from behind. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Posh Boy's <sighs> never seen a wheelbarrow in his life. Um, <laughs> our thief tries to run. Sheriff Hunt shoots him in the leg and summons the town doctor, interrupting her awkwardly placed an entirely unnecessary sex scene with her broken-legged husband, Patrick Wilson. Yes, that is an incredible sun-up of that scene. <laughs> Catastrophe, though. The cannibals mm. have followed our thief to town and Gosh, they use the night time to steal him, mm-hmm. the doctor, and Deputy Sheriff Nick, killing a young stable boy in the process. Bastards. Uh, now it's... T- Bastards. Bastards. Now it's time for our ragtag group of protagonists to saddle up and go rescue the dudes and damsel from distress. Mm. Sheriff Hunt, his aging backup deputy sheriff called Chicory. Yeah. The doctor's lame husband, Arthur, and the local racist badass native killer, John Bruder. Mm. Uh, After a very swift briefing on the nature of these cannibalistic monsters from the local indigenous person, Mm -hmm. uh, they set off on their rescue mission. Bruder shows his merciless wisdom early on by executing Mexicans they meet along the way, preferring the safety of corpses over the risk of witnesses. That's quite an interesting way to put that. <laughs> okay. The safety of corpses is a, is a good Safety of corpses. That's title. a fucking great band name right there. Uh, despite the group's discomfort at this approach, he swiftly proved right when they are ambushed in the night and the horses are stolen. Now these fuckers are walking and husband Arthur has to limp his gimpy leg the rest of the film hopped up on opiates. The group fed him. A problem made worse when he breaks it further forcing him to follow far behind the rest of the group. Yeah, he's fucking useless. He's fucking useless in this section of the film. Our remaining three useless protagonists are ambushed by the cannibals and this so far kind of quite sleepy, charming little western goes off. Like... Hands get severed. Zero to a thousand, mate. The whiplash speed that this just goes, boom, gore. Uh, (laughs) um, Someone's mouth gets violated by a cow bone. Sheriff Hunt and husband Arthur narrowly escape uh, while bad boy Bruder stays behind to blow himself up in some sort of ridiculous plan, which doesn't work anyway. He tries to. He achieves precisely fuck all. Um, but everyone his, gets captured and, and gets... You know what I mean? Yeah, it's his intent. Yeah. But everyone gets captured anyway and puts put in the Cannibal Cupboard, uh, which is another great band name, <laughs> great band Cannibal name. Cupboard. Cannibal there Cupboard. There we go. But it's just sort of like, it's nothing but really sweet surf pop. All, yeah, or like a, 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 a cooking show for death metal bands. If anyone's looking to start, like we do the pictures like this all the time. Recipes done in like black yeah. metal doom voice. Three yeah, yeah. eggs. Two cups of milk. Yeah, that's sick. Caramelize the onions. <laughs> Simmer. Don't boil. Yeah, that's sick. That's sick. They wake up in a cage right next to the damsel and the deputy. The thief having been killed off screen. Boo. But you can't kill David Arquette. Yeah. Oh, you've written that. Because again, you cannot kill David Arquette. Oh, sorry. It's all caps. Because again, you cannot kill david arquette thank you there you go I'm, 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 you know what i mean i'm good at instruction buddy yeah uh deputy nick however gets his scalp sliced off nailed into his mouth with a fucking stick flipped upside down and then split like a human f- <laughs> split like a human fucking cheese string <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong. Can I just give some context? That's a fucking incredible way of putting it. This guy... (laughs) This guy's cut in half, 
dick first, right? Yeah. While he's being held hacked, upside down by his ankles. He's held upside down and hacked in half, dick yeah, first. Yeah, and then they, they pull the rest. They pull they the rest. They get like six inches in and then they pull him apart the rest of the oh, way. That's exactly yeah. how you eat a cheese string. That's fucking incredible. <laughs> that's actually made me cry. Fair play. You're never going to eat one of them again. Oh, I mean, you're vegan. I'm vegan. I'm, I haven't eaten one using- in years. <laughs> that made you me miss them. Out. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they use the opiate painkiller tincture that they've used on husband Arthur uh, to poison one or two, but essentially sort of resign themselves to their fate. There's a quite sweet scene, um, but an angry cannibal comes back and punishes them for the attempt. In the yep. nick of time, husband Arthur crawls in, shoots up the party. Yeah, buddy, saving the group and rescuing his wife. There's no saving Sheriff Hunt though. He's had his own burning hot hip flask like stuffed into his tummy wound. And he's now, I mean, he's probably delicious. Tummy wound. You're the yeah. poshest person I've ever met in my entire life. I am leaning into it at the moment. Tummy I am, wound. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to write them in a way that's going to make <laughs> you pipe up. Um, so he's dying. I mean, he's probably delicious, but he is dying. He's been like whiskey stuffed. To recap, Native American monster people kidnap some local white people who kill far more people on screen in rescuing two of their own than the monsters do in this entire movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come back to that. That is why it's problematic. <laughs> In 2015's Bone Tomahawk, right, there are three major acts. There's kind of the sleepy western town. Yes. Where you're introduced to the main cast and it really establishes its western credentials. And it's incredibly beautiful cinematography and a whole bunch of stuff like that. Very quaint. Then they move. Sleepy. Yeah, post kidnapping. Yeah, post-kidnapping, they then move into the journey to rescue their their stolen people. Yeah, buddy. And that's when it begins to introduce the sort of peril, the danger, yes, the discomfort, yes, yes, yes. and what I'd call the kind of more grindhousey, exploitative. Yeah. Like, look at the horror. Look at this horror right yes. here. Isn't it disgusting? Exactly. Uh, and then it gets to the cave where, where it really kind of leans in to, oh my God, we're just off the fucking map now. It goes from like sleepy western to brutal western to this isn't a western anymore it's a horror yes buddy <laughs> welcome to exploitation cinema this is the whole fucking reason we're doing this i'm go- my hyper focus i'm gonna yeah. introduce you to it slowly with a mm-hmm. modern exploitation movie director we'll get our yeah. teeth into this because let me tell you man this well goes fucking deep all right, nice. there is okay, good, literal, good. endless amounts of exploitation movies, and we're gonna, we're, there's gonna be a couple trilogies coming up this year, easy. So we're nice, starting nice, slow. Nice. This, mm-hmm. as you just said, the town, very sleepy, very quaint, very like mm-hmm. traditional western. So, what struck me about Bone Tomahawk was there's a real craftsmanship on display in the early parts of the film. The shots are incredibly beautiful. The grading is beautiful. Stunning. I don't think I've seen... There are films that lean into beauty. So I just watched Maestro with um, Bradley Cooper. I am gasping to see Um, that. Gasping to see it. Well, it's a very showy film. It's very much like, look at this beauty. Mm. Now look at this beauty. The value of this shot is because it's beautiful. Yeah. Craig Zahler's packing his beauty into shots that are actually functional. Yes. Right? So there's there's an actual establishing shot of a thing where the character is doing a thing and it happens to be beautiful because he can make it beautiful, but it still serves the story. There's a scene early on where a stable boy is killed 
And the sheriff, the deputy sheriff. Great scene. uh, And a couple of townsfolk have to investigate what's going on. And they're sort of crowding around the barn door. Yeah. This beautiful white barn door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the framing is just incredible. Gorgeous, It didn't need to be. It didn't need to be incredibly beautiful. They're inspecting a murder scene. And it is genuinely gorgeous to look at. (laughs) But But I think it's really necessary to where we're going to make where we're going seem as awful as it is. Yes. The sort of craftsmanship God. and the love put into the Western at this stage of the film. If it wasn't there, you just go, oh, it's just a video nasty, like it's some sort of B-movie nonsense. You know, it's, it's a couple of pricks with a video camera yeah. in the desert making a cannibal movie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Craig Zahler's sort of expertise with the camera and his cinematography being so on point makes everything that happens afterwards legitimate cinema. It's it's incredible. Buddy, do you know how happy this all <laughs> makes me? Do you know how long I've been searching for this bridge? Right. For me to welcome you to my side of the cinema river where you've been watching Maestro on your side. <laughs> and we found a, Look, a commonality in Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> I'm literally buzzing my itty bitty C cup titties off right now, man. This is tell me more about Craig Zahler then, because I'm 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 really curious about. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> so, <coughs> Craig Zahler uh, mm. started out as a cinematographer. Okay, he was a great cinematographer, but he was working on shitty movies, and he came to the realization that it doesn't matter how good of a job you do as the cinematographer. Mm. If the script shit doesn't matter how good of a job you do, right? The okay. film is gonna suck regardless of how how good it looks, right? Yeah. So he was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna write some scripts." We wrote six. Mm. A couple of them won awards, and one of the right. one of them got bought up by Vertigo Film. It was okay. uh, the the Brigands of Rattleborg or Rattleborg. Okay. Nice. Fucking hard to say. It. Star Trek sequel. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the brigands of Rattleborg we'll go with to yep. make it less Star Trekky. Uh, that got snapped up. They they shopped it around right. a few studios. It got bought out. It had Park Chan Wook set to direct it. Oh, old boy director. Yeah, this is back one in, of my favorite directors. The one of the greatest directors <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah, existence. Yeah, yeah. Like that has yeah. ever lived. <laughs> His films are fucking incredible. So he made a film with S. Craig Zahler. It's not. Made no, I didn't know about This is back in 2006 oh. when they were talking about it. And the last news was 2010. But then he went off oh, to so make... it's not happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, it, it might be. 13 years ago. Yeah. He's had 13 years to get back to it. But then in... If I make a sandwich... Yes. And then someone goes, are you going to eat that? And I yes. go, oh yeah, I'm going to eat it. And they're like, you made it 13 years ago. I go, yeah, don't worry. Yeah. I'll come back to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not happening. Just treat it like <laughs> the death nut challenge. You can buy it two years ago. And assume uh-huh. that it's all in date, and then just eat mm. gooey lava. It's fine. It'll just yeah. last. Um, I suppose my dad got in touch after 32 years, so it can still happen. Here you go. See? <laughs> Papa, can you hear me? There's, there's news that came out in 2019. Park Chan Walk's right. ready to get back into it, which is great. Nice. Uh, hopefully it happens. Because right. that would be a f- it's only four years ago. Only four years ago. Five. Five now. We're in 2024. Yeah. Happy New Year. Oh, shit. Yeah. Fuck, it's 2024. I'm so yeah, old, mate. mate. We are rapidly running out of time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so he was a cinematographer. Cinematographer. He wrote films. Wrote scripts. Then uh, sacked it off whilst he was chefing to write novels. 
and comic books. Okay. Uh, was massively okay. successful with that and now writes comic books for Dark Horse. Uh, his novels okay. have won awards. They're hugely successful. Yeah. And then he may, he's in bands that are signed He sounds like a very labels. focused man. Uh, dude, he's just, he's one of these <laughs> fucking really annoying guys. It's just sort of like, I want to be a doctor. ADHD. And then 25 minutes yeah, yeah. later, he's operating on like the mayor of Sweden. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just, it goes from fucking, yeah, I want to do this to be in yeah, the yeah. literal like top of top of the field. I love mayor of Sweden. Yeah, thanks man. <laughs> Politics. <laughs> it's what we're all here for. Uh, right. And then he was like, fuck it, I'm going to direct a film. And did Bone Tomahawk. This is his debut feature with Kurt Russell, Patrick Wilson. It is ridiculous that this is his debut, and it's ridiculous that he got it made for 1.8 million. One when the the, the town section of this. Don't get me wrong; I like the journey. Like the journey is incredible. The journey is the best um, bit, right? The journey is really the journey is the best bit. Okay, the journey is the most important bit. Maybe not the best bit; it's the most important bit because you you have the the sleepy quaint western to begin with. The act one, mm -hmm. it's very nice, and you get you get sort of like a lot of character development, right? You mentioned in the breakdown the unnecessary sex scene between uh, mm -hmm. Patrick Wilson and his wife. I think it was necessary to show like where they're at with each other. You know what I mean? Okay. They're obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. still, they're still very much in love. In they're love. passionately yeah, yeah. in love. There you yeah, go. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, it's a sweet moment. Not the fucking, it's the sweet moment after <laughs> when she's like, will you read me the poem that you wrote me? And he's like, yeah. it's not a poem. <laughs> It's not a poem. I'm. It's still eighteen. It's still eighteen ninety, right? Yeah. Like this. Yeah, yeah. Poetry. You write a poem back then. You're gay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. You get. Yeah, yeah. You get diagnosed with the gay. Yeah, yeah. Hung the next and day. He can. He can. He can. He can scowl and go. It's not a poem because men haven't invented the word mansplaining for women to use yet. Exactly. It's the 1800s. I'm joking. Men didn't Please, have fuck. emotions. Right, fuck you. This is all of this is staying in. We're both getting cancelled, this bitch. All right. Say goodbye to Twitter because we ain't going no to be able to go on Twitter. <laughs> but it's the most, the journey's the most important bit. You go from the very quaint thing, the character building, the, the, the mm -hmm. world building, which is somehow so small, but mm -hmm. you, you get so fucking much from it. You get the whole yeah, town yeah, dynamic. Yeah, yeah. You get the the whole politics behind it. The mayor, the town's run by the mayor's wife. No one respects the mayor. Yeah, the sheriff of the town doesn't even fucking acknowledge him as a person. He speaks directly <laughs> to his wife. It's the most disrespectful yeah, thing yeah, I've yeah, ever yeah, seen, yeah. ever. Yeah. I, and I yeah. saw Nick get turned into a fucking cheese string in this. And I still find that more <laughs> disrespectful. I've, I've been the recipient of that dynamic. I went on holiday to Morocco. Mm -hmm with a very blonde, very chesty girlfriend at the time. And it was a liberal's nightmare because I was caught between being a misogynist and a racist because she, a local would be misogynist to her, but in a way that was con like conducive with his culture. So we had a tour guide right? and she would ask him a question and he would listen, look her in the eye and nod. Mm -hmm. And then he would take a breath, yeah. look me in the eye yeah. and answer the question without looking at her once. And I was like, just just look at her just look at her yeah. please yeah, yeah. just look at her and from his perspective it was respect yes. to me and i'm like no dude you need to respect her too she's fuming and i can't be like yes mate thank uh, you for that what i appreciate <laughs> the respect and the cultural uh, interpretations yeah, yeah, but yeah, i've got to yeah, put yeah, up yeah. with this bullshit later you get to say goodbye <laughs> all right two hours walking around fucking morocco bazaars and you're gone that's it i'm out of your life forever you forget we exist i gotta fly home with this yeah. shit and that's your fault. <laughs> Fuck you. 
it was very much like, do I want to be a feminist or a racist? Like, <laughs> mean, which, which you kind of stuck pick in the middle. Poison. You're not involved in any of that, by the way. There's nothing in that that makes you in any way the bad guy. You could have just stood there and gone. So what you said was. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like that would have diff- okay, that would yeah, have fair. diffused the whole situation if you then mansplained <laughs> what the man had mansplained to you instead of answering your girlfriend True, directly. Because I'm taking ownership of the misogyny and I'm a white guy, and so it's it would have been fine. There you go. See? Yeah. Okay. Morocco good. sounds fantastic for a start because that sounds hilarious to watch. Being a part of, I would have been sweating my tits off because I wouldn't know how to handle that situation at all. It was a warm country. Oh yeah, I would have just frozen up. <laughs> I'd be like, I didn't fucking ask you the question. <laughs> well, I don't... What was the question? <laughs> the question was, what happens when these guys get on the road to rescue their captives? Uh, yeah. So In the film Bone Tomahawk, released 2015. That's what we're doing. Yes, 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 yes. So now we're back from our travel adventures. New Seggy. New segment of the show. Uh, Sorry. Did you say new Seggy? New Seggy. I'm not going to bring that up. I'm not going to bring that up. Just get to the new Seggy, Ben. <laughs> I'm going to get us back onto this because you've derailed this far mm. too much this episode. And it's frankly, oh, it's quite yeah. disrespectful. You're not respecting my yeah. time. You're not respecting the uh-huh. listener's time. Well, shame, sir. So you get the quite, the quaint town, the character building, the world mm. building. You get all of this and you're like, this is a Western. This is a go-to mm-hmm. Western. We're off on an adventure to save some locals from yeah. kidnapping cave people, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not just that, because you've, you've had the character dynamics build up so far. So yeah. now the loving husband is a fucking man on a mission, Yeah. but the clock strikes gimpy leg, and now he's also <laughs> a burden to the people that actually just want to fucking yeah. get the job done. They're like, look, we, yeah, yeah. Sake, we can do it if you just fuck off. If you stay here, <laughs> we can just go and do it. And he's like, no, I'm going to fucking come with it. But even then, yeah. the sheriff, deputy sheriff, and... Broody, whatever his fucking name is, Bruden, Broody, Bruder, Bruder, Bruder. That was close. Who's a sort of he's a local uh, ex-military man who's killed an awful lot of the indigenous people population, mm. and isn't necessarily proud of having done so, but it certainly isn't ashamed either. No. Definitely isn't ashamed. He's got a chip on his shoulder, and is um, um an enthusiastic man of his time, whereas Kurt Russell's perhaps a little bit more. Reserved level-headed in the sort of yeah realities of of the frontier west. A little bit more liberal. Bruder, however, is like let's fucking get them. Yeah, Bruder's so uh, Bruder's a prick basically. But the journey is these yeah. guys. Um, the tensions building, the situations getting more and more dire until the severity of everything sets in, and they are literally surviving on rations, mm. carrying what the only stuff that they can fit on their back they've had to like leave half their shit behind patrick wilson's character arthur o'dwyer his leg snaps further somehow even though it's already snapped it's fucking rancid (laughs) Uh, luckily he breaks whatever he breaks the healing he's done yes time we've seen him but now you see bone through the fucking Mm. wound it's not just it's not just like it's not like a deep cut anymore and it's like oh that looks sore you see the movie's called bone tomahawk Mm. it's not but it- <laughs> no, it's all the bone tomahawks that are in the film. That's yeah, why it's yeah, called yeah, bone yeah. tomahawk. All the tomahawks made out of bone. Yes, man. yes. Spoilers, but yes. Um, so he snaps his leg more and has to be yep. uh, has to sort of play catch up with the rest of the group. They leave mm-hmm. a trail for him wherever they go whilst tracking these cave people to rescue their friends. It's not just about the characters in the journey. Mm-hmm. It's it's the you get we get an insight into how fucking mean and punishing the landscape mm. is, and in some ways, yeah. the most brutal character in this entire film 
is the Wild West frontier. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it yeah, is yeah. awful. Some of the shit well, that a, they you, go through, it is. You mentioned harrowing. Bruder, and you mentioned Bruder, and how you know he's 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 a bit of a prick, but he's yes. right. He is. He's a prick who's right. They there's a point where two Mexicans approach them in the middle of the night. And he just immediately shoots them. And everyone's like, why did you do that? And he's like, well, they, they were going to steal from us or they were going to ambush us or they were going to do this, that or the other. It doesn't sound like that. And you're like, it's, it's harsh, but, give us, you know. Give us your cowboy. Say it again, but give us your cowboy. <laughs> okay. Well, John Bruder's John like a little bit softer. So he's like, they would have shouted. No, that's Forrest Gump. <laughs> they would have shot us or they would have ambushed us. Either way, I don't want to stick around and find out. There we go. That's that's that's, that's there you go. Fucking perfect. Howdy, partner. Yeah. That's perfect. Okay. Cheers, mate. I think he's more he's more aware of of the harshness of the environment and has been shaped by it. Yes. And so he's a product of that kill or be killed social dynamic mm. that that's ugly to see and ugly in a person, but but not incorrect for survival maybe not incorrect i don't think it's a it's a case of being correct or incorrect it's practicality i think yeah i think it's more yeah, practical yeah, yeah. to have his line of thinking when it comes to strangers in the dead of okay. night he's the one that's setting up the the sound traps around camp to make mm -hmm. sure that no one approaches little bells on a chain little bells on a chain yeah. um everyone thinks he's he's weird for doing it He's, he's shaped by his environment, which is, like you say, incredibly mean. Yeah. And so he's become incredibly mean in order to match it. Yeah. Whereas Chicory is is the opposite. Chicory, oh the, the, the backup deputy sheriff, is the best of all of us, but he's a fucking idiot. He's a kind idiot. I don't think he he's an idiot. Last five minutes. I don't think he's an idiot. Right. I think he is the way he is because of how fucking essential that little, mm. the little distraction or the little comic relief mm. are in those situations. Yeah, they, yeah. It, it, without that, you, it's just nothing but shit the entire time. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brutality from start to finish. Oh, totally. So like in the structure of the film, he's necessary, but within the fiction of the film, he's an idiot. Yeah, but like, there's a reason like, that he's deputy sheriff. There's no way he did yeah. that off his own merit. Like um, modern day police <laughs> exams, he's never getting in. He's never getting in. No. Back in the no. day, I think Kurt Russell was like, this guy's going to be a funny fucker when we're out in the wilderness losing limbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like when I used to hire assistants in the studio and it was like, don't care about your degree. Yeah. Can I spend 18 hours in a room with you without wanting to put a knife in your face? That's exactly what it yeah. is. That is exactly what it is. <laughs> and Chicory is the sweetest, funniest, yeah. fucking... <laughs> There's a bit in this where Bruder asks... Um, does anyone suffer with, and he uses the, the medical term for sleepwalking. Uh, somnambulism. Yes. Somnambulism. And Chicory just goes- Does anyone here suffer from somnambulism? That's private. <laughs> and then Kurt Russell and just breast goes, it means do you sleepwalk? And he was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's private. <laughs> no. Yeah. He's <laughs> fucking genius, man. Honestly, he's the sweetest, he's the sweetest person around. He is. But he's also the most caring of the group, not just- about the mission that they're on or mm -hmm. helping people sort of, you know, we've saved you some food, we've done this, we've done that. Mm -hmm. He genuinely cares about the dynamic and the feelings of everyone involved. Yeah, He, make, he, he makes sure to check in emotionally with... Sheriff Hunt. Checks in with Franklin Hunt, checks in with, with Bruder to an extent, but he doesn't really agree with yeah. Bruder's... 
checks in with husband Arthur. Oh, and man. I think I think Zala's done the the you know it's it's kind of mm. old style, not old style script writing. It's kind of standard script writing, but it's a standard for a reason. In that you you have your act one where you get to know everybody, and then act two those people go on a journey and you find out more about them when they're put in situations different from their default. Right, which is great to a point. Right, great to a point. And then out of nowhere, we get the the first bit of exploitation <laughs> that make well the first bit of yeah, 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 footage yeah. that makes this an exploitation movie, right? Mm-hmm. Brutal, unforgiving yeah. gore out of fucking yeah. nowhere. Just it's yeah. three it's three incidents. Boom, boom, boom. Done, done, yeah. done. And it happens at such a shock shocking speed. <laughs> it is a startling speed. Watching this it for the is. first time, it, it was is. literally like a. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. type reaction, right? <laughs> and it was an involuntary noise, a guttural noise that came from deep within. My soul uh-huh. let this noise out. Limbs come off. Fucking yeah. bone tomahawks to faces. Yeah. Shit skimming scalps. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. we're only just touching the end of the second act. And it's gone zero yeah. to a thousand miles an hour, whipla- whiplash speed. Yeah, yeah, insane, insane. Which is where it stays. Which is where it stays. Exactly. With the exception of one scene, it stays there. When you get to the cave, yes, buddy, you get to see more of these sort of cannibal monsters, this cannibal tribe. Yeah, I can see why this film is controversial because I can see the problems there. Well, for the for those that haven't seen it and and, and don't intend to, if you're going to do a western, it's very it's a very white man centric thing to have your native indigenous people mm. be the villains yes when they're there they, they are the invaded population yes you know we went over as invaders and colonizers took everything begged borrowed stole raped murdered destroyed our way across the west and then when they had the audacity to resist we were like oh my god monsters keep using words like we an hour right and yeah man it was the british that went and settled america <laughs> like- not us <laughs> stop stop i'm not fucking being wrangled into this all right it's problematic <laughs> don't put us in yeah, the fucking yeah, yeah. line of fire all right it wasn't <laughs> me and rob that did this no it was a while ago the group of people <laughs> the, the group of people to which we belong a long time ago did some fucked up thank stuff. you thank you if we were to then as members of the group the aggressor group sure. look back on that history and in 2015 go who really needs to be taken down a peg in that part of history? I know who. The native people. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I think Zala yeah. tries to cover this. And this isn't defense. This isn't argument. This isn't anything. This is just counterpoint to point. I, yeah, I can yeah. see both sides of the coin. I think both sides Same. of the coin are fine. It just depends on where mm-hmm. you sit on the field. Whatever your opinion is on this is entirely correct yeah, yeah. for you. And that's yes. more than acceptable. You know what I mean? That's yeah, what this yeah, is totally. all about. There's no right or wrong. But I think I think the exception is made, you're right. So back in Bright Hope, he has when they're trying to figure out what's happened with the kidnapping and who who yeah, the main yeah. suspects are, right? They find an arrow. Mm-hmm. And uh Franklin Hunt sends sends Bruder to go and get the local expert. And the local expert is a native person. Yeah. Who yeah. then explains uh, you 
white men yeah, yeah, would can would call, would call, them, call them Indians. You would call them yeah, yeah. the same as our people. You would you wouldn't be able to distinguish them from us. Yeah, yeah. and then but we fucking can exactly. And we fucking hate them. And the them. native yeah, then yeah, goes, yeah, 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 yeah. The, these are not these are not representative yeah, yeah. of our people. Nothing they're to nothing do with to do with us. anything. Yeah, yeah. They're they're troglodytes. It's like they're us and Andrew Tate. Exactly. <laughs> Don't lump us in the same fucking like, boat. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. So there is that there. I think I think the reason it it stuck in so many people's throats mm. <laughs> um, oh. is because is because <laughs> once really you good. get to the cave and you see these people uh, <laughs> once you get to the cave and you see these people the monstrousness of them is really played up you know yeah. they've got women there but the women have got They've been blinded intentionally. They've had their limbs removed and they're just there lying about pregnant. Yes. It kind of implied that they're just used for that purpose. Yeah. Uh, people are eating. You have the whole cheese string incident. Yeah. Um, this film really kicks off and that's where it switches into the horror. Yes. Um, this is where you get the brutality. So to have those, yeah, to have those two things aligned, I can see where it comes across like, oh, now we meet the antagonists and the antagonists are hideous monsters. Yeah. And also this group. Do we need that in 2015? I think it's a fair point. Yeah, 100% is. I do think it's a fair Definitely. point. I don't think it's a film ruiningly fair point. Um, I, I also I have, agree. I don't think it is um, either. I, I think if it if this was based in reality and it yeah. was a, a real life tribe that they were yes. basing the antagonists on, then yeah, 1000% yeah, yeah. get the fuck off my screen it's all set in fiction totally. it's also set it in the is. 1890s so the tensions right. and the 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 line of thought from our characters yep. translates has to be it yeah. has to be accurate as it can has to be accurate to as it can to the time it would exactly. be more racist to have these guys not racist i think it <laughs> if would, these guys were just like yay we love everybody who it's wants like, a boba tea whitewashing you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. so like then it's like okay now you're now you're now you're painting over what actually happened and what the attitudes of that population actually were. Yes. Show 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 everyone how ugly these people were socially. Fine. You know? Yeah. So I don't I don't think it is an intentionally intentionally racist film. I just think it it's skirting controversy, but that's the genre. That's exploitation. That's the whole point That's of exploitation. Explo exploitation cinema. And it's, it's too... a western, so who are your villains going to be? Exactly. <laughs> like... Exactly. In 1890s, Wild West America. You know what right. I mean? Right. The cave. Can we just take a moment to really, really appreciate mm -hmm. how fucking intense it gets uh, in this cave? Like, it is it's close. You know what I mean? Like, there, mm -hmm. there are moments that, that sort of they put me on close to uneasy, where I was just sort of like, <laughs> holy shit, what did I just have I... put into my fucking eyeballs? Two hours ago, I'm watching Limpy McGee and his wife fucking massage each other, <laughs> tell each other how much they love each other. What have, how have yeah. we got here? How have we got here from a nice walk see, through the desert to here? Perversely, I was kind of not underwhelmed, but I think I'd prepared myself for Evil Dead 2013 because you said exploitation. So I was like, right, okay, this is going to be unpleasant yes. and unnecessarily unpleasant for a lot of it. So when we got to yeah. the cave, I think I was kind of prepped. Okay. But it, but I can see if you want, this would be, this would be a keep you up at night. Like, if you just thought you were watching, it's like, it's like, oh, it's a nice Western starring 
John Wayne. And no, it's starring John Wayne Gacy and you are going to yes. sleep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> that's actually incredible yeah that's exactly what it is right there that's it that sums it up that's yeah, perfect yeah. I can't believe that, that wasn't yeah. the tagline in this film you're like idiots <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I'm not going to spoil the ending I'm not going to go into mm-hmm. too much detail because I yeah, I yeah. implore you to watch this film make up your own mind on it it's it's a slow burn to begin with but it's a very pleasant slow burn it is but, oh, it's lovely. And it's so beautiful. Then it breaks your fucking neck with how quick it goes. <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> fucking, it's unreal. Just watch it. So I'm not going to go into it too much. But what I'm going to ask you is, Rob, what's your favorite mm-hmm. death in this film? Cheese string. I mean, without oh, question, it's cheese string. It's, it's so magnificent good. Magnificent death. Deputy cheese string is fantastic. Deputy cheese string. <laughs> I'm guessing your favourite moment is the same. No, no, no. Yours is the ambush. That's your favourite moment of the film, right? The whiplash moment. Okay. You are incorrect. Not oh, far off, because they're, they're great okay. scenes. They're incredible scenes. My yeah, yeah, favourite yeah. scene in this entire film is when uh, Franklin Hunt and Chicory mm-hmm. are in their cell. They're in the cave. They're in the cage. Right. Arthur's wife is in a separate cage. Mm-hmm. And it's you can tell that they've been there a little while. They've just watched Nick, che- Deputy Cheese String, get split in two. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Franklin Hunt has had his fingers cut off yeah. for sort of fucking around with the bars, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone is sitting there thinking... They've resigned themselves to death. We're yeah, about yeah, to they've die. They've resigned themselves to death. And, yes, and this is my end, right? Yes. And then and Chicory, Chicory, out of nowhere, starts talking about fucking Flea Circus that he went to with his deceased wife. She mm. was alive at the time. That's, I realise that the sentence made it sound like he just took a corpse to a flea circus. <laughs> that's, not, that's not it. He went to a flea circus <laughs> with his wife in the past, since his yeah, wife yeah. has passed away, right? So he's sitting there and he's thinking, um, did you all see the Sullivan Brothers flea circus when it came into town? Yeah. And Franklin's like, no. No, he just, he, he marvels at this flea circus yeah. and how everyone was Goes like, "Oh, it. it's fake," and it's he's fake. like, "No, it's it was real." Keep it your voice real, down because the performers can hear yeah. you, or they yeah, might yeah, be able yeah. to, or unless they can like and understand he's, he's, kindness in a voice. He sort of yeah, he sort of talks himself into going. Well, everyone said it was fake, so it's probably fake, yeah. and then gets sad. But I, I'm not sure whether it was fake Beautiful. or real or anything like this. And then uh, Arthur's wife leans over and goes, uh, "Sullivan Brothers." Famously, use real fleas, even though ninety nine percent of other yeah. flea, flea circuses use mechanics. Mm. And she gives a little wink that only Franklin can see. But she is just she has just made Chicory's fucking life. He's yeah. he's celebrating. He's like slapping his leg. He's like, I I knew yeah. those fleas were real. I knew those yeah. fleas were real. And it's a it's a nice little moment of. I was of in warmth. bits. Are you joking? I was fucking bawling my eyes out. I watched it the first time through and I was like, oh, that's really sweet. Second time round, buddy, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, chicory. (laughs) I couldn't fucking hold it in. It's the sweetest thing. And everyone just, everyone lets him have it and supports that moment. They're all very fucking aware they're going to die. But this beautiful little gem to grant chicory his last little happiness. Fuck me. I was in bits. Yeah. Like how? Yeah. She, Deputy cheese string to that. It's too much, man. It's a huge. It's a huge swing. I. I do think my worry about you bringing an exploitation genre trilogy is 
I think there's extremity in films has to be justified for me in, in the delivery of an emotional point. You can't just go, oh, and there's a rape scene and a really brutal murder mm-hmm. and have it be um, a dead end emotionally. Yeah, right? of course. It has to, it, you have to justify needing that in the film. Yes. To be able to tell the story you need to tell. Yeah. American History X does it perfectly. It starts off with an incredibly brutal, incredibly race-driven, hate-filled, bigoted murder. Okay, first off, uh, great comparison. Really enjoying right. this point. Good job, buddy. I'm here with you. <laughs> Thank you. Continue. So Ed, Nor- Ed Norton does this, does this, this, this murder, but it's used does as this the murder. point. <laughs> <laughs> Curb stumps. Uh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Ed Norton starts there in the film, mm-hmm. but it's used as the sort of emotional core that drives the film forward. Thousands. So when he eventually comes home from prison reform, yeah. you see the change in, in him and everyone around him, and it's adding gravity to the film. And without that, if he was just some guy who handed out pamphlets, it'd be like, well, Fuck this guy. Why am I watching this? Why do I care about this? Yeah, exactly. What sort of journey is this? He's gone from handing out pamphlets to not. That's just called having less free time. You know what I mean? Like, who gives a fuck? The, yeah. The torture scene in Reservoir Dogs. Another fantastic use. Beautiful. Beautiful. But then there are other films. There are other films I can't even remember because they they don't utilise that that extreme button in a way that matters and so they don't I, they don't stick in the memory i just go oh that's horrible and then move on evil dead 2013, evil dead 2013. Oh! yeah there we go <laughs> we just go okay that was unpleasant to watch i've been bullied via my eyes yeah. for two hours and i'm gonna forget the film now What's yeah the, point the only it? takeaway i have from that film is how do you expect me to accept a hero who murdered a dog yeah. called grandpa <laughs> fuck you absolutely not I think I think this film does justify its extremity and it's not just for its own sake. Yeah. I do think in the real history, the white people were the monsters. And I think I would love to see a film Definitely. about that. Sign me up for it. Do buddy. I go to do I go for Western exploitation films made on a budget of one point eight million for sensitive storytelling? Probably not. No. I wasn't expecting this to be sensitive. I was expecting right? it to be an exploitation western. Right. And that's what it was. Right, buddy. Good shit, man. American History X, great comparison. Because that is like, that's knocked it down to a fucking T. Bush. Bush. (laughs) Nice and clean. I'm going to give you my final point on this film, bud. Right. Craig Zahler creates the exception of a genuine native person back in. He does, yeah. Right. He he bridges the gap between the the white people who are inherently racist Mm -hmm. towards the native people. Uh, Yeah. sort of shows it on screen the tensions between the 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 native yeah, person and the white person but then they also shows a bonding moment where they're both like it's fuck all to do with either of us we're on the same side <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah, they're yeah, both yeah. our enemies yeah this yeah. fictitious tribe of troglodytes yeah. who live in caves and don't speak and you know it's fine yeah, yeah, yeah we're we're arm in arm here yeah the new tribe this fictitious tribe like being absolutely disgusting monsters like un- unacceptable yeah, yeah. unforgiving just the worst possible type of person <laughs> it's like that it's worse than that one uncle at every Christmas party right you, you, we, all Terry. Know one. we all know Uncle Terry yeah, yeah, yeah. we all know him yeah. he's worse than that but what Craig Zahler does he more doesn't than have a chocolate orange no that yeah. is not a chocolate orange do not touch it <laughs> No one keeps a Terry chocolate orange in their pubis. 
Okay. What Craig Zala does, though, is he trusts his audience mm. to recognize the prejudices that exist mm -hmm. between his protagonist and the native people. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think he's expecting the audience to like these protagonists. Exactly. Yeah. It's not you know? there to be sort of like, yay, white people! It's not down there. <laughs> no, it's just, no, it's no. a tale of the times set in 1890s. Yeah. I get that it's perceived as problematic. I get that. I, I wholeheartedly do. Mm -hmm. I think the trust from the director yeah. to his audience to recognize what he's trying to say is a fucking bold jump. Like, that's a brave move on anyone's yeah. part. You know what I mean? Totally. Totally, totally. But totally. fair fucking play for making it. A hundred percent. It's a fantastic, it's a fantastically made film. Yeah. I will say, if we're going to do more of his films, there's no fire yet on the racism controversy. Yes. But there is smoke. I'll be interested to see what films two and three present in this arena. Okay. Because I know that he's a, he's a name that like, some of the wrong people really enjoy these films, you know. Some more so than others, and I mean, the <laughs> yeah, next, yeah, the yeah, next yeah. one, the next one's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ben, I just want to know if I turn up to the cinema to watch an S. Craig Zala movie, I'm not going to be queuing next to a guy with a pointy hood. Depends where you go to the cinema. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, just, okay. In, in Bristol's yeah, we'll view, see. we'll see. I doubt it, but maybe. <laughs> okay. I've Telford, however, you'll be there. Uh, <laughs> rude. In Telford, we will be at our local Cineworld, which is fantastic. Right, Thank you. Okay. And everyone is super accepting. outside. And it's super fun. And there's a huge mix of people. And everyone there is cool. And there's a nice concrete space outside for a cross burning. How do you feel now that we're in like the shallow end of exploitation cinema? How do you feel about it? Yeah, it's good, man. Right? I mean, I think this was the shallow end because it was, it was a... It was a relatively yeah. uh, sort of viscerally exciting uh, western. This is an easy introduction was... for you, buddy. I'm trying. I'm. I'm yeah, exactly. I've learned my lesson from past series where I've just gone, "Hey, look at this! Isn't yeah. it great?" And you've gone, "Ben, that's a pile of shit. Get that out of your fists. <laughs> Go and wash your hands, you dirty little bastard." And I'm like, uh, "Okay, yeah. cool, brilliant. Show play a game." Would love to play a game, buddy. We've been pointing out that we've been relying a little bit too much on sloppy synopsis. Uh, so unreal, unbelievable. Ben, you said you you said you got something new this week. I did. I texted you. I texted you earlier today, and I said, "Dude, I've got a yeah. new game. It's Mint." Right. Okay. All right. What's it called? So I'm going to give you the synopsis of a film that some would call messy. <laughs> right. We're going to play messy synopsis. <laughs> oh, messy synopsis. Yeah, okay, it's bud. totally different. We're tight on time. We'll stick to three. <laughs> Child protective services fail to act in festive neglect case. Uh, elf. No, it's Home Alone. You're an absolute... I've not seen either. <sighs> cool. A love triangle between an 18-year-old girl, a 100-year-old man, and a dog. Beauty and the Beat. No. Uh, oh, um, Twilight. We've done that one before. Rob, I was irrationally angry then. I was about to. I was literally about to scream Twilight yeah. at the top of my tits. <laughs> but you got it, so that's good. Uh, goth Gardener feels out of place in Middle America. Goth what? Goth Gardener feels out oh. of place in Middle America. Edward says Yes, buddy. And that was yes. sloppy synopsis. That was messy synopsis. Me messy, messy synopsis. synopsis. There we go. New game. I like I like the fact that it, it used to be that the synopses were messy. Now it's just that the game is messy. Fuck it. It's slowly becoming uh, a mess. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I've, this is slowly, slowly, or quite rapidly this week. I've got to edit um, this after this as well. That's going to be fucked. Yeah, <laughs> mate. Um, what are you rating, Bone Tomahawk? Uh, I'm rating it an eight. Ooh, 
were nice. Realistically, I should be rating yeah. this as if I've not seen what comes next in the Craig Zala story, right? Because th- the point right, of okay. this series is Craig Zala focus. So we do Bone Tomahawk, yeah. then we do Brawl in Cell Block 99, then we do Dragged Across Concrete. And I- I've seen yeah. the other two movies. I should be rating this film as a standalone, as if I haven't seen what's coming next and what's you know what, what else he's put to film. Yeah, yeah. But I have. So I have to leave room. So you're leaving room. I have to leave okay, room fine. Because it just gets I'm gonna go so, so much more gory. <laughs> I'm gonna go eight. Really enjoyed yes, it. Yes, really buddy. Good film. Beautiful, beautifully put together. It's it does what I expected it to yeah. do. I wasn't expecting like a deep lens into how I feel about myself or or others. I was so expecting happy. a gritty little western. So happy. Um there's smoke on the on the racism, but there's not fire yet. So we'll see how this develops. Yes. Uh, and yeah, solid, solid movie, mate. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, I'm so fucking happy. Nice pick. I'm so happy. I think this is the first one. This is the first bridge that I've hit where it's like we're both on for an eight. Yeah, we, we've had this, a few. We've well, had I mean, a this few. is the highest hitting bridge. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think I think Legendary Monsterverse with there are a couple of tens. Yeah, but I mean, fucking same with God, Jeff Boehner. Oh, Boehner. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah, Jeff Boehner. Yeah. He is just a 10, though, isn't he? A dreamy Boehner. (laughs) This gives me the goose pimples. Just time for one each this week on Comment Corner. I've got one here uh, on our TikTok video about the casting process for Marvel's Thor. Okay. uh, Where they spoke to Daniel Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I nearly said Craig Craig David. (laughs) And that is a film I want to see. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he throws the hammer and it just goes re-eat-wind and the hammer comes back <laughs> and the crowd's um, able <laughs> selector Elliot got in touch to say that they well, they I, it was a it was a vague they Elliot got in touch to say they spoke to Triple H too which is hilarious and I then did check and I was like, like Triple H the that. wrestler from when we were a kid the wrestler yeah 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 and I was like that would have been an absolute car crash but did Marvel admit that they spoke <laughs> to Triple H the wrestler from when we were a kid <laughs> And he was like, no, it's from him, so grain of salt. Oh. I'm pretty sure he still had hair then, though, so he would have looked the part. Oh, man, could you and imagine I'm thinking, that? I'm thinking, well, here's the thing. I think no one at Marvel spoke to him. He just saw a buff guy with long blonde hair and went, I could have played that. <laughs> it benefits me to say that I was asked to. Yeah, I guess. And it's very much like it's one of those, I've got a girlfriend, but she goes to a different school. Oh, kind of I see what you're saying. Maybe. It's like, yeah, they asked me first, but I turned it down because I'm just so I was so busy with WWF and kicking ass. and Yeah. I've got one here from our YouTube <laughs> uh, on our short where we talk about Lord of the Rings. The only reason you say that the only reason I watched Lord of the Rings was because Magic the Gathering did a, a card it set. It is the only reason you, you watched Lord of the Rings. You only Listen. watched Lord of the Rings because Magic the Gathering did a card set. But it's the timeline that we that we differ in opinions on. You said the only okay, reason fine. I watched it was because they were releasing it. But in actual fact, I watched the extended editions before they released it. <laughs> oh, okay. See? Yeah, yeah, See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's called research, yeah, Rob. And fair. it's an academic exercise. You're welcome, science. So uh-huh. the comment is from Niels6003. Are there 6,002 other Niels? No, he's got 6,003 things that he has chosen to not specify. That's a lot of things. And he's referring to his collection. He's like, Neil 6,003. Maybe on his 6,003rd video, we'll find out. 
okay, Niels. I see you. Uh, he says, you know, it's videos like this that make me realize that a mutually beneficial crossover deal of this kind works for both franchises to help them gain more popularity. I always assumed that it would be mm. Magic the Gathering that would be the biggest beneficiary of such a deal. However, he must have wondered who the White Aragorn was. And... What's the okay? So what? Aragorn, Aragorn is white. Aragorn in the Magic the Gathering card set is black because it's they, right. it's based okay. on the books. Because why not? It's based yeah. on the books, so they didn't really like lean yeah. into the film thing. So then, obviously, me watching yeah, the fair. films, the Aragorn is white. <laughs> like, who's this and then guy? when I got Aragorn in the cards, <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, who is that fucking guy? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a fucking great comment, man. Yeah, it's fair. I think they both benefited from it because everyone lost their fucking minds yeah. about the Lord of the Rings Magic the Gathering drop. Yeah, 100%. And they got that sweet fucking card money. Mm. That is sweet card money, though. Well, that was Comment Corner. If you want to be part of next week's corner, drop us a line on our TikTok, our Instagram, or anywhere that we exist. We exist on YouTube. We exist on Discord. Email. Uh, we're now doing exclusive email. Yeah. Everymovieeveruk at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, we now exist on YouTube with some exclusive content. Yes, we do. So if you want to see some stuff that you've not heard, go check our YouTube channel out. There's uh, one up already about Thor. And make sure you like uh, and subscribe now... because, you know, we need that validation. Yeah. We need the attention. Plus, it helps support the show. You know what I mean? If you got this far. Yeah, exactly. Give us a, give us a little give us a little handout. You yeah. know, help us out a little. Do you it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Please don't phrase it like that. Guys, thank you so fucking much for hanging out with us this week. It's been an absolute pleasure. We love each and every one of you from the bottom of our hearts. The support is incredible. If you want to help us out, drop us a follow on socials. I want to see what you're gonna, how you're going to wrap up the themes and morals of this film into a nice little motivational one speech to thank the listener for spending an hour of their week with us, especially at the start of the week. It means the world to us, like we just mm -hmm. said. While I tell everyone to consume in a world that is so harsh and unforgiving at times, like just it is fucking brutal at times. We all have our struggles. Every single person out there has their own shit going on. I'm not even going to pretend to understand half of it, but all I can do is empathize with it. When the world is as brutal as it is, be a chicory. Be the guy that believes in the flea circus, man. Find those little nuggets of joy and just fucking hone in on them. Like, cherish that shit like it is gold dust. Because before you know it, you're locked in a fucking cave jail getting split in two dick first. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, celebrate life, I guess. Sure.